Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Let's Get Loud podcast. This is a solo episode with Alicia. I am really hoping you were not watching this on YouTube because I am hideous. <laughs> There's no other way to say it. I am just a little under the weather today. I'm going to pretend that I'm fixing my hair right now to make it better, but there's nothing that can make it better. I didn't sleep last night. I feel like I have strep throat. I feel like I have diverticulitis. I'm just not filing, filing, firing on all cinders. Wow. Cylinders. On top of all of that, Neil uh, was snoring last night, so I didn't sleep. Man, doesn't everything seem worse when you didn't sleep? He actually, I went to the spare room after if I don't fall, basically if I don't fall asleep right around the same time that he falls asleep, it's over. And so he fell asleep first. He was snoring. I couldn't fall asleep. I moved to the spare room. And then at 2 a.m. he comes in the spare room to check on me and ask me if I'm okay. I was okay before I was asleep. Now I'm not. And I'm awake anyway. So I'm just a little bit under the weather, but uh, this needs to get done because I'm actually going while you guys listen to this. I am on my way home from LA. And so I needed to record this a little bit early. So I've been sharing a lot on social media lately about how I am choosing to feed myself and my little family. And uh, last solo episode, I feel like was about why I'm eating more vegetables. And I had posted about this on our community group and someone said, oh, like they, they said they're watching, they're learning and they have little kids. And I was like, oh, I actually have so much advice uh, if your kids are little, especially and the only reason why I feel like I have extra advice about this one is because that's how I did it. And I really think that if you, the sooner that you do this, the better. Now, before I go ahead and give you guys my advice, I want to say this advice is for anyone who values their children eating variety, eating what they eat eating minimally processed food, eating lots of fruits and vegetables. By no means am I recording this podcast saying that you should do these things. I think these things could help you if you are a person that wants that for yourself and for your family. And do not get distracted with the shoulds. Listen, don't look at me and think, oh, I should do that more. Do you want to? It's okay if you don't. Maybe just let this podcast episode play, even if you don't, so that uh, we can count the download towards the 1 million. But um, this really is, I always want to make sure that I come at you guys from the lens of, I do not think this is better. I do not think this is superior. I think this is what works for me and my family. And I'm happy to share with you what I have done and what I think has contributed to where I am today with the way that my family eats. Um, and that's just, that's it. It's not about me thinking I'm better. It's about me just having an experience and being happy to share with you. I always want to get that off my chest before I really get going here, because the last thing I want is for people to watch me on social or listen to these podcasts and really feel the pressure, um, or the obligation, or even the opposite. You know, if you're feeding your family, something else, the guilt. Also, I want to make it super clear. There are tons of times that my family is eating things from a package that is eating things from a fast food restaurant. Okay. Tons. So it's all about balance to me. And I'm just working really hard right now at increasing the vitamins and minerals that they are getting from fruits and vegetables. Simple as that. And whole grains. Okay. 
So this episode is all about, did I even say this yet? Wow. This episode is all about how to start your children's little life off with nutrition and get to a point where they'll eat most of the things. So I want to say that I started my weight loss journey personally when my twins were one and my son was three. So they've never really seen me eating differently um, that, you know, they've only ever remembered this mom. And honestly, I don't even know if my weight loss journey really has anything to do with the way I fed them. I really think I probably would have done the exact same thing. And, uh, for those of you who are avid listeners, you will know that probably before I started losing weight, I wasn't eating all that different. It was how much I was eating. So I've, even before my weight loss journey, I was focused on making nutrient dense foods for my family. Okay. All right. So here's my advice. I have quite a few pieces of advice. So I actually started off my kids, uh, baby led weaning. I don't know if that's still a thing. Um, who knows? Like the things that I did when my kids are little, there's you're already not allowed to do. So I don't know. But I did baby led weaning. So basically what that is, is you giving kids food that they try and mush and eat themselves, which was real scary. And make sure that you've uh, tested, you've, you know, reviewed the choking protocols. There was actually several times not related to baby led weaning that my kids were choking. Oh my gosh, that's traumatic. Scoop that. Oh, I, I can't, I can't replay it in my head. I cannot replay it in my house head. It was so traumatic anyway. Um, so I would give them, I would cut up like long, thin slices of like sweet potato, um, avocado, banana toast even. And basically the kids would hold the pieces and kind of eat them themselves. So, you know, instead of relying mostly on purees and you feeding your baby with a spoon, you basically give them an opportunity to explore um, smells, feels, tastes, textures of food. Obviously, if this interests you, go look at the book. I don't even literally know if it is still a thing in the mother world. It was huge though when I was, when my kids were little. I also did do some purees because they're really not getting a lot of nutrients out of these baby led weaning foods. It's basically just them having the experience. And what I tried to do was actually all of us sit at the table at the same time and whatever meal Neil and I were eating, there was a variation or version of that for the kids. I have literally done that since they started eating food. So, you know, when Alfie was three and the girls were one, um, they were starting to eat a little bit more real food and he was already well on his way. So we would all sit together. So I did that baby led eating. Um, what does that note say? Ah, not never too early to start, never too early to start working on your kids and their relationship with food. And remember that this conversation is just about your kids not being picky eaters, your kids, um, liking a variety of foods. That's basically what this pep talk is about. I also need to say, I truly believe that certain kids are predisposition, predisposed, predisposed to be pickier eaters than others. I just, believe that to my core. I also think their environment plays a massive uh, impact, but I really, really, truly believe that not every kid 
is created equal. And you could do one thing with one kid and it is a disaster and it doesn't work at all. So you're the mom, you know your kids best. Okay, so I love to give my children autonomy over what they are choosing, what is going on their plate, how much is going on their plate. So this is something that I do now and I have been doing for ages. So if we are basically, I don't plate their meals unless it's like a casserole or something really simple. I help them assemble. So for having tacos, they go and they assemble their own taco with some help, but it really creates autonomy over what they're putting on their plates, including them in the process as much as possible. I bought off Amazon some uh, knives that are kid safe. And so my kids from a very young age have been up at the counter with me helping me prepare food. I love including them in the planning of the food as well. So, okay, guys, what are for suppers this week? You pick a supper, you pick a supper, you pick a supper. And they all, and I'm like, oh, tonight is Piper's supper. And are you going to help me make your supper? I just find that there is pride attached to it. And so the more you can include them, whether it's the planning, whether it's the prepping, or whether it's just the putting the food on their own plates, the better. Okay, so next up, um, variety. The more that you can expose your children to new things, the more they're going to be open to eating different things. It's just is what it is. If you never create an opportunity for them to try curry, they're going to think that they don't like curry. And there's times where I really do feel like I'm pushing them out of their comfort zone. Actually, when we were in England, we were going to dinner at this Indian restaurant, which I love. And, uh, I said, let's bring the kids. And so we told, you know, Neil's friends that we were bringing their kids so that bring our kids. So they were going to bring their kids and people were like, oh, why are we bringing kids to a restaurant like this? But they rocked it and they actually crushed the curries. I could have bought more for them. And that started a great relationship. I'm like, okay, amazing. Now I know this is on the will eat list. And you know, when I'm doing a meal like that, where there's adventurous things to try for sure, I always make sure what I call a safe food is available to them. So rice, non-bread. So it just makes it less scary for them, for me, when at every meal, there's a safe food. So I do this often if I'm kind of, if I feel like I'm pushing the boundaries or testing the waters when it comes to a meal that I'm preparing for them, I just always make sure that there is a safe food option out there. And maybe you're thinking, oh my gosh, if I gave my kids that, they just wouldn't eat. But again, if we don't give them the opportunity to try it, then you're right. They're not going to eat it. And it's like baby steps. So I remember when I would try something that I wasn't sure if they were going to like it or not, I would almost plan a dessert that I knew was nutrient dense. So maybe I'm like, oh, I'll make you a smoothie for dessert or I'll make you energy balls for dessert. So that if they didn't eat a ton of supper, it really wasn't a big deal. No one was going to go to bed starving that I knew they were getting their nutrients, but it was almost like me winning, but them winning at the same time, but they didn't know they were winning. So that's kind of a sneaky way that I would have almost a plan B because if you don't have a plan B and they don't like what you ate, you're like, fine, I'll just make you toast. And then they eat the toast. And then the next time, all they want is the toast because they know that's an option. Now, guys, again, I am not saying that if you are giving your child toast when they don't like the meal that's prepared, you are a bad person. That is not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is if you give your child that option, your child will begin to ask for that option. 
uh, my children, that just isn't an option to them. Um, language is so important. So you know what also is not an option in my home? My children do not say, I don't like that. They say, that's not my favorite because your taste buds change. And again, another example, when the girls were little, they didn't like eggs. I didn't stop feeding them eggs though, because my whole, this is how my family unit works. And if your family unit works differently, that's fine. We all eat together. We all eat at the same time. We all eat one meal. And so other people in my family like eggs. So I keep making eggs. And eventually the girls start eating eggs. So if I would have just said, oh, they don't like eggs and stopped giving them eggs, stop letting, allowing them to label eggs as something they didn't like, or allowing them to not even try, continue to try eggs, they wouldn't like eggs today. But because I continued, now they eat eggs. They don't even blink at eggs. Um, so language really, really matters. Of course, I really think modeling and sitting as a family and all eating together every once in a while, Neil and I won't eat with them because like we're going out to dinner or something. And it's so funny. I noticed their behaviors around how they eat is different. It's like, they don't eat as much if we're not eating with them. It's a whole family vibe environment. So again, you guys, this is my advice. If you are a mom of young children and you would love to get to a point where your family all eats the same thing and that your children are willing to eat a variety of foods. If that is you, my advice is start early, give your children autonomy, uh, give them the opportunity to try different things Make sure there's a safe food at every meal to avoid feelings of frustration. We want this to be a positive experience. Have a little backup dessert if it's something that you really think is going to push them out of their comfort zone. Really focus on the language and the way that you speak about the food that you're presenting your children um, and make sure that they keep trying things keep trying the broccoli. Eventually they will like the broccoli. I promise. And again, sitting as a family and sitting and eating, I really truly believe helps to create that atmosphere. So thank you guys so much for listening. All I want from every single one of you is that the way in which you choose to feed your family aligns with your values and fills your bucket and makes you feel good and works with your resources that you have available to you. That is what matters. Okay, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Have an amazing Friday.